Now, recruiting tips, advice, and better ways to train. B3 Better presents The Amateur's Edge with Jerry and Sanders, Randy Wade, and A.D. Roberts. Good morning, good morning. Man, welcome to the Amateur's Edge, powered by B3 Better Sports Performance. Man, it's good to be back, man. Man, it's great to be back. I can't believe <laughs> it it's is. season number two, man. How you feel about that, Randy? Man, good, man. Did y'all hear? Y'all heard my name? Yeah, I heard, yeah, you I heard your name. <laughs> so he's not Season like a two? special guest anymore, you know. He, he, he's the real deal now, Season man. Two, let's go. That's exciting, man. You know, I, the theme for today is um, is a great one because it's uh, it's a real world one, man. Yeah, it's, it's 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 real world, and it's life after sports, and life after death. You know, um, it's it's a little heavy one. But uh, as we kick off this new year, man, I think it's uh, it's appropriate to kind of let the let our new audience, you know, know what it is that that we do here on the Sandwiches Edge. Yeah, uh, today we're gonna talk a little bit about a guy who's uh, near and dear to my heart. Uh, passed away here this past Friday, Uche Winery, former Jaguar offensive lineman, great family guy, a great friend. Uh, you know, we've been friends for you know over ten years, and his untimely death kind of wow. shook us all to the core. So. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be bringing on one of his old teammates, Tony Pachos, to give a little sentiment about the the type of guy Uche was, the family man he was, you know, his background, all those great things. Um, and then we're also going to bring on Tavares Barnes, uh, former NFL player, Clemson Tiger, uh, entrepreneur now, and a book. Yeah, author. yeah, he, he has a book now. Yeah, yeah, yeah big yeah, time, yeah, yeah, big yeah. time. Uh, 21 Days of Healing and Gratitude. Um, he has an amazing journey, an amazing story to tell us about. And um, he's going to be with us in the second segment. Man, that's crazy, man, with the uh, big media thing going on with uh, DeMar Hamlin, man. Uh, it's just put a light on, like, stuff can happen at any moment, you know? At any moment. And, you know, when you sat there and watched it, 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 it seemed surreal, especially when you looked at his teammates' reaction. Like, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that in sports, you no. know, and just to sit here and sit there and – and um, watch those guys go through what they went through, man. It was touching all of us. I think it touched everybody. It did. It did. It brought it brought it brought America together. It's it's shameful that it takes something like that to bring America together. But like sometimes we need that check of reality, man. Me me having a military history, like I've I've been through situations like that, so I react different than other people. Mm -hmm. But uh, it takes things like that for us to really understand, like we are one country. Definitely, and it, and, and the good news is, is you know he he's breathing on his own now. He, he's starting to talk and communicate. Uh, uh, there was reports about him FaceTiming his teammates the other day, and and you know uh, prayers continue to go up for Demar, and 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 we yeah. pray for his continued progress. Yeah. Um, on the lighter side of things, we got a big game tonight. Oh yes, sir, <laughs> a huge I, game. I, I think this is arguably the biggest regular season game in Jaguar history. History and history. Regular season. Oh, regular season? Okay, okay. Okay, cuz everything's not on the line tonight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I everything's know, on man, the line. But it seems like we 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 are people of, of the present, man. Jaguars had some big games, man. No, they've had some big games, but had they ever had a regular season game where it was at the end and it determined if they went to the playoffs or not. You got you. And then it's against our arch nemesis, Tennessee Titans. Arch nemesis. And, and there's a story behind the story, right? Because there's a couple of guys coming home. Uh, Demarcus Walker from Sandalwood, yes, homegrown yes, boy. Yes, sir. Uh, Demarcus is a near, dear friend of mine and client mm -hmm. of mine as well. Mm -hmm. And 
He has seven sacks on the season. Mm. And uh, if he gets number eight, I think he can ask for a lot of money next year. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I hope he gets that eight sack Just early in the, season, in the game, and then we can move on and, and beat the Titans behind. But then you got Andre Smith. Yep. Andre's a linebacker. Uh, Andre went to Trinity Christian. Yep. Um, and then we got Derrick Henry. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you know, there's some storylines behind the story, and I think it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great game, man. Crazy. Did you see that Duval to Duval hit that happened last time they played? No. The, the, the linebacker from uh, Oakley for uh, um, Quarterman. Quarterman, yeah. yeah. Shaq, they say Shaq Quarterman tore up Derrick Henry last week. It was like a Duval to Duval. Hey, welcome to Duval hit, man. It was crazy, man. That's like, crazy. But actually, neither one of them from Duval. Oakleaf don't count. That's no, Clay. Oakley's not Duval? No. It's no, Clay County. We that's need to put County, that on a different man. episode. I think <laughs> and is Derek Duval. is Uli. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he represents Jacksonville. Well, yeah, we can, no, you know, know what? We can claim first coast. We, we can claim say about, first coast. about, how about that. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, how we'll about we get him on the show? We just ask him. There you go. Let's do that. All right. Good deal. Then Monday night, my dogs, the Bulldogs play TCU, baby. We looking to go back to back, man. This is a surreal feeling for me, man, being a Bulldog fan ever since. Man. I could. Talk. <laughs> it's, I can imagine. It's, it's huge imagine. for us to get this back-to-back it's, championship. It's, but I don't want to count my eggs before they hatch because, you know, we, we've been known to blow some leads here and there. I'm going to give you all this, man. Uh, the Bulldogs have a great fan base, man. Y'all are real humble. You know what I'm saying? Y'all not like Alabama. Y'all not like Ohio State. Not like the Gators. Yeah, not like the Gators. But, <laughs> but y'all should have lost that Ooh, game. We should without Wait a doubt. minute. We got a bunch of Gator fans. I know. Man. I'm sorry. Y'all should have lost going to apologize to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> no, we should have lost that game. And, you know, uh, it was one of those things where that was like a once-in-a-lifetime type thing, right? And the reason I say that is as soon as he went to make that kick, as soon as he missed it, Mm-hmm. The clock struck 12. It, happy New Year. That's crazy. <laughs> we went there going crazy. Y'all, y'all got an old quarterback, man. Dude, collecting Medicaid, man. Yeah, I mean, it was, great. it was a great game. It was a great game. It was man. a great game. And I, and honestly, my heart goes out to that kid from Ohio State. I heard he transferred like the next day or entered the transfer portal. Uh, Yeah, Ohio State does have a lot of kids. You know, I'm a Ohio State fan. My son played for Ohio State. And uh, we've got like, a lot of kids in the transfer portal. But that's the new world now. Yeah. That's the yeah. new world now. Definitely, man. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, it's it's gonna be a big, big sports weekend with with the Jaguars playing tonight. I know there's a couple of teams uh, tomorrow playing Sunday, who's you know seasons are on the line as well. Definitely. So tomorrow's gonna be th- these next couple of days is gonna be big sports weekend. This season is just NFL is just crazy, man. It's uh it's very very interesting. It's a lot of news stories and um it's close, man. Everything's close. It's not like a clear cut winner other than the Philadelphia Eagles. But just because you had a great season doesn't mean you're gonna win in the playoffs. Yeah, and you're right. It's been an amazing season when you look at uh, the season Justin Jefferson's had. I think he's like 150 yards away from having a 2,000-yard receiving Man. season. That's crazy. 2,000 yards. That's like crazy. That's, that's unbelievable. That's crazy. That's Man. unbelievable. And then you look at, you know, the season Jalen Hurts has had. Uh, I have to tell you that, you know, I didn't expect him to be as good as he's, he's turned out to be. Um, but that's just a testament to the hard work that he's put into developing himself. You know, you look at that locker room when it was like him, it was Jalen Hurts, Tua, and Mac Jones yeah. all on one team. All on one team, and all I'm playing in the NFL right now. At a high yeah. level. At a high level. And Definitely. just because you was good at one level don't mean you're going to be good at the next. You know, from, from Pop Warner to high school to college to NFL, man, it's all different. It's all – the timing is different. Everything is different. People are stronger and, like uh, – when we talk about amateur's edge, man, it's just you got to work really, really hard, be blessed, and be lucky just to be successful. No, and to your point, uh, as you ascend to those different levels, mm-hmm. your work ethic 
has to ascend to that next level. Definitely. Your film study has to ascend to that next level. Your mental preparation, like all that stuff goes into becoming the ultimate athlete you can be. And, and if you don't make that type of commitment, you won't exceed at that level. Because once you get to the top, everybody was all American where they came yeah, from. True. You know, everybody was, you know, the man, you know, where they came from. So it's like, what's going to separate you? True. And it's, again, continuing to progress in your mental preparation, your physical preparation, your skill level, all those different things above. You know, so that's that's basically what, what we are looking at, you know. I feel you. Good deal. So, AD, how you feeling over there, my man? Man, if it gets any better, I'm not gonna do it. Do it myself, be yeah. Switch, man. I'm I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, happy, I'm happy to be here. And what's exciting is that uh, this season, you know, we're gonna be adding some, you know, some YouTube and some some video stuff to it. Some so big time production, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some big time production. So, so you know, we got some great stuff that that's coming up this season, man. Really exciting. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So. You know, this year I think we're going to ascend a little bit more into talking about sports as a whole, not just, you know, from an amateur's perspective, but the impact that sports has on the community, um, the impact that sports has on individuals as they transcend into their lives. So it's going to be bigger, better, and at another level. All right, so this is great, man. Listen, this segment was brought to you by one of our sponsors, Bank of England Mortgage Jacksonville, helping home buyers and homeowners accomplish their financial goals. Head on over to www.boejax.com and get to know their dedicated team. You've been listening to the Amateurs Edge on 1010XL 92.5 FM. This is the Amateurs Edge, brought to you by B3 Better on 1010XL. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Amateur's Edge, powered by B3 Better Sports Performance. Listen, this is exciting because we have, in this segment, we have Tony Pachos. Tony's a, a close friend of mine, uh, used to be a former client of mine. Our, our relationship uh, evolved over the years, and uh, actually him and uh, Uche, and, and a couple of other players, we all were in a group together, and I trained those guys for many years, and, and we developed a strong bond. And so I wanted to bring Tony on just to give some sentiments about Uche and, and, and the type of guy who was. Um, Tony, how you doing today, my man? I'm doing good. Can you hear me? Yes, yes, I can hear you. I, faintly, but I can hear you, man. How's the I'm weather a, up there I'm in Chicago? Of, I'm a little bit offended. Uh, you called me a former client, man. I'm a client for life. You're right. You're right. I guess I am kind of like your life coach, huh? <laughs> yeah, man. I, when, when I'm in Jacksonville, who do I call? I'm the first guy you call, man. You're right, baby. I love you for that. My goodness, Jerry. <laughs> I'm only not training every day with you because I don't live there, man. But if I live there, who, we spend a lot of time together, Jerry. Come you're on, right. Man. You're right, man. I apologize about that, man. I apologize. How you doing today, man? I'm doing good. Doing real good. Good, man. Good. Yeah, man. It was, it, it was an untimely thing that our, our brother left us, man. And you know, I wanted to pay a little tribute to him today, man. Uh, do you mind giving a little sentiment about Uche today? No problem. No problem at all. And it's like you don't want to, right? You wish he was here. You really don't want to be in these positions when it's, uh, you have to talk about, you know, your friend, your former teammate and family like this. You know, you wish he was here. And uh, I think, you know, with, with Uche, <laughs> he was the type of guy where, um, we both got to the Jags together. I think that was 
07, his rookie year, I was a free agent and stuff. So, like, you saw him, like, go through that whole process of starting out as a rookie in the NFL and then maturing as a really great player for the Jaguars. And that whole transformation that goes on when you're young and you were there for them when hit for him when he was young and then we always worked out together with you and stuff and the thing about Uche is like man he was passionate mm-hmm. big spirited mm-hmm. um really like like he was that type of guy where um he 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 changed the dynamic of the room when he entered right he like he had this positive energy about him regardless of what he was saying too and he said a lot <laughs> he and, said that, a and lot. then it was he said so much, and and it's like he's that guy that we have in our lives where, uh, you know, Uche is the only one who could like literally call you fat or mess up with you know, say something about you messing up on the field with a smile on his face, and like you're cool with it because he he just had that lovable or warm or genuine self about him, no matter you know, no matter how loud he came at you or whatever else, you know, he a passionate dude, and we saw it with. Um, I remember uh, with his Mavericks. Oh my gosh, running through the locker room, the biggest dirt. Talking fan. about what the, the hot, oh my gosh! But like, Uche kept it real too, man. Like, like you would say, like you know, Dirk did this, Dirk did this. I know he's got to pick it up. He 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 knows. Like he he criticized fairly as much as he was a fanatic about the teams that he played on or he supports. Like you know. Purdue, whether it's Purdue, the Jaguars, everything, like, he was a lifer. He was all in lifer. It was, like, um, the same way he was with us as, as his friends, too. Yeah, man, it was uh, very untimely, man. And, I, and, you know, the last time we spoke to him was that Wednesday before his untimely passing. I know. And and, and I wanted to share this this brief little text with that he sent us where uh, it basically said, this holiday I'm sitting here thinking about all my good brothers and teammates that I've had. I'm so thankful for all you guys. Sometimes I have a tough time dealing with, you know, transitioning from football to life. And earlier today, I was just thinking about all you guys and what you meant to me. I love all you guys. And then this was two days before his untimely passing. And, you know, just looking at that. Isn't that crazy? And then, and then before that, after that, we, we were, uh, you know, when, when I texted a group, uh, and I was like, Uche, where are you at? <laughs> you know, as uh, Uche, I don't care. Uh, whatever you say, all the, all, the, all the smack talk you give me and all that stuff, all the things we go back and forth, I don't care what you say, what you do, Uche. You know, we're tied. Uh, we're tied together for eternity, man. You're my boy. I love you to death. You can't get rid of me that easy, Uche. And, like, <laughs> just telling him how much he means to us. And how much I love him and all that stuff and everything else, water under the bridge when it comes to us. And I'm here for him and I appreciate him as a friend and all that stuff. It's kind of crazy that, like, I was just saying that stuff, just talking to my my brother and everything, just, just want to let him know uh, I love and care for him. Then this happened. Like, it really just, like, it's almost, like, eerie or crazy to, like, so soon, you know, like, right after we just were talking about how much we love each other and. It's crazy, man. This is life. Man, that's it's crazy. Sad. That's crazy. Um, what that kind of tells me is like, and it kind of touches just hearing that message from from your phone, uh, is that like we really have to reach out to the people that we love because you like like your time yeah. on earth without is, question. Is, you, you don't know, yeah. and, you know, and that. And yeah, like, I made a point of I made a point of doing that um, because of some guys that uh, I've lost before, 
I was like, you know what, like, dude, like, I'm a, like, and I'm already big Greek with a big heart. So I, I, I have no shame in like telling my boys, hey man, I love you, and uh, I love you, man. I'll talk to you later, man. You're my boy. You're all I got. So I've been doing it for years, but I made an extra effort, like, you know, being all out there BFF. Uh, whenever I speak to people or or just reach out, just reach out and be, hey man, what are you up to, man? I miss you. Where are you? You know, I love you. You know, so. I've been making a point to do it more and more um, to everybody because I just don't know. And, and, you know, when you lose people, you, it, it, like, matures you a little bit, changes you. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, you know, and not, not that I ever expected to lose Uche. Yeah. Tony, hey, okay, uh, this is, hey, Tony, this is Randy. I, I got a question for you. So, uh, the thing about my show today is talking about what happens after football. Could you explain to us, like, what happens to you after football and how was your transition? It, it, it's definitely, like, that tra- the the transition word it can fill up pages when it comes to this because like not necessarily like I think because like there's a lot of benefits that we all are very thankful for when you, when you play as long as we have and I did 11 years in pros and all that stuff like there's so many benefits but like it, it does it, like the transition is almost like man the person that you were is like over there now. Mm-hmm. And you got to like redefine everything and find your way a little bit, and, and 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 there is like a process to it of trying to like, you know, because like the football just you know football is not just a sport. Mm-hmm. The people who football and I try to say this to young guys too is like you know you have to be. This is a lifestyle change. It's choosing a lifestyle to have the football mindset mentality, because there is no off season in mentality and all that other stuff. Because you know in the off seasons what we do say how we train all that stuff that's how we win and lose mm-hmm. is what we doing in the off season so it's not it's a lifestyle thing so like you're literally you know by force or by choice have to change your entire lifestyle everything about it so there comes you know that transition and as much as i was aware of it and studied it and thought about it it still it still affects you you know you have to really grasp that you like and i hate to use these these terms but like dive into something else and find a new team a permanent team mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and maybe new teammates and all that, but like because that that whole whatever you had that dynamic that brotherliness about it uh it, it touches so many nerves it's such an amazing sport a lot of that other stuff that felt so good and you enjoyed everything it's gone so then you got to almost like find yourself again let me ask you a question. And a lot of times, a lot of times, like who you were and what made you successful and why you chose football, either consciously or subconsciously, like you, you after a little bit, you figure out like you're still that guy. You still, mm-hmm. you still like, you'll be bored if you don't find something high pressure, stressful, hard, like that takes hard work. You'll be bored if 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 you don't find. Team teamwork and teammates and, and working in a group environment. You see a lot of our players that that transition and they end up in positions where they they are like part of a group thing and it's high intensity, high pressure. Like you know, I, I when I retired, I went to law school, and when I was you know talking to some people about directions and whether I should go to law school or not, you know, well, some things some guys would say like, man, why would you want to go to law school? Like, you know how hard that is? Like, that's ridiculous and all that stuff. And, I, you know, to me, that was, like, music to my ears. Like, dude, I can't – like, I don't know, man. They trained me. Like, I can't do something unless it's 
hard unless it's challenging like that. And I, I actually think I, I would tell that to young kids, um, even in Jerry's position where he's training and trying to get the mindset of people to find out just how, just how great they are on the inside, just how amazing God made them on the inside. You've got to do hard things and all that stuff. And, and like, so I wanted, and thankfully I found out I, I either, you know, just listening to myself and, and what direction I want to go to. I'm always constantly doing stuff that like aren't, isn't comfortable to me. And I want to be under high stress, high pressure situations. Uh, Cause that's how we were trained. That's what I enjoyed. And then also like, I, I need a brotherhood, a family. Uh, I need to fight for somebody else. And that's the other thing I realized about myself. Like, man, if it's just for me, um, and this is maybe the essence of an offensive lineman or a football player in general is like, and, and you're right. And you're right. And the, the thing I always talk about in this situation and, and what I, I mentor a lot of kids and um, the things I tell them, you got to understand, you need to have a Rolodex. I don't know if kids don't really know what a Rolodex is, but you meet so many people. No, adults yeah. don't know these days. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but, you, but you meet so many people from high school to college. And if you're blessed to go to the pros, if you were able to get a Rolodex of connections, you will have a, 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 a link of people that you can do a lot of different things with. Right, Jaren? Yeah, and not only that, but like, you, like people are like, especially at the NFL and the college level, like, man, like your teammate, you can't pick. Like, it's, it's a family. You can't pick and choose your family members. Like, you can't pick and choose your teammates. And, and like, let's use Uche as an example. Like, we may have been like oil and and and, and water, right? Like, like on a lot of things. But man, we binded on the most fundamental and foundational things, and it's amazing. So Uche came. And like all my teammates, like from many different parts of the country, backgrounds, they're doing things, their parents have done things. Like, yeah, when you're, when you're finding transition, man, call people up and ask them, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? What are you doing? Mm-hmm, what are, mm-hmm. you will, you're like, don't be, don't be uh, embarrassed or anything like that. You know, that's why like, I think a lot of guys do call me because um, they know that I, I ain't passing judgment. Like, man, like, you know, my parents never graduated high school. I can't read and write and everything like that. And I find them some of the most successful people I've ever met. And, you know, like I've met team owners and billionaires and all these things and, and pro bowlers, hall of famers. I play with them. They're friends of mine. And I look at my parents and just like, wow. And so like when people call me, like, man, I, I value a lot of uh, people who are, I don't care what they're doing, whatever is like, are you in the grind? Are you working hard? Man, I got much respect for you. Definitely. And that's one of the things, you know, that I always try to tell young athletes is, this sport doesn't define you. It's only a part of who you are. And you you need to not only divulge yourself into what you're doing, but also explore other avenues in life. Because at some point, the ball is going to stop. And you might be fortunate enough to have a career like Tony where you played, you know, 10 years, 11 years, or what have you. But then you still got a whole nother life to live, you know. So to that point, Tony, short and quick, because you're a pretty long-winded person. So what advice would you give to a young athlete right now to make sure that they don't let this sport or a sport define them as a person? Um, I would say to them, like, the sport, you, you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket. But the traits, the characteristics, the character building of football, football is still what it always used to be, the greatest metaphor for life. Mm-hmm. So the lessons go hard at this, and you will get knocked down. And what football teaches you is, like, like life, man, they're moving the ball five yards. It's the, play, the game's still going. You have to find a way to get, get back up, 
and get back out there into the field and everything. Like, and, and like, so like the harder you go, you'll discover just how strong God made you. You, you know, like, and I, you know, I, I'm not a priest or anything like that, but I just really believe that because of football and my academics and all this other stuff that I realized just truly that, yeah, I was made in God's image and I'm, I'm as I got everything I need right now, but like games like football, the training and, the mental toughness and the adversity that comes at you, it does prepare you for all aspects of life. So don't put your eggs in one basket, but give football all you got. Because, man, the guys that played this sport, I just realized when they hit adversity outside of anything they're used to, man, they, they are able to just, like, man, keep grinding. Good deal. Just keep Good. doing the right thing. Uh, you know, have some focus and all this other stuff. And they they do well, you know. I just feel like they do. And that's like the high school players that never played college, though. The college players, everybody else is like, this game is beautiful. It teaches you about life, really. Definitely, life definitely. Well, Tony, man, we thank you for coming on the show, man. Uh, we really appreciate you. I'm going to have to bring you on again and just give you your own hour. Hey, man. Definitely, man. Great having you, man. I love you, man. And, and, and stay up, my brother. Yeah, have a yes, great sir. weekend. God bless. All right, yes, sir. Well, listen, this segment was brought to you by First Coast Cargo. First Coast Cargo leads the, the freight Freight <laughs> transportation logistics services market and is known as the region's most dependable and highly professional service provider. Contact First Cargo toll free today at 844-731-2137 for all your professional shipping needs. See you on the other side. The Amateur's Edge brought to you by B3 Better on 1010XL. And we are back. We're back. We're back. You are listening to the Amateur's Edge. Let's just jump right in. You know, you know, Jay, uh, according to the American College of Sports Medicine, approximately 30% of women and 25% of men who are student athletes report having anxiety, and only 10% of all college athletes with known mental health conditions seek care from a mental health professional. So this is like the perfect segue into into this segment. And we have an awesome young man here that's uh, that's going to share with us today. Yes, we are another young man uh, who's near and dear to my heart. I've known this guy since he was in 10th grade. Um, met him on the basketball court. Um, uh, one of his coaches was telling me, yeah, he looked good on his court, but you need to see him on the gridiron. <laughs> and uh, he ended up being uh, uh, going to college, playing for the Clemson Tigers, uh, made it to the NFL, playing for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we uh, have Tavares Barnes on the show. Welcome to the show, Tavares. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Yes, good, sir, to yes, have you. good to have you, man. Uh, Tavares, so, you know, we brought you on because, you know, you have a very inspiring story. And um, we brought you on to tell us a little bit about your journey, man. Uh, you know, again, you know, people see the bright side of things, right? They, mm-hmm. they look at you and say, man, this kid was basically an All-American going into college, uh, made it to the NFL. You know, they got it all. They, they, he has a perfect life, you know, but people don't really understand the other side of the story. So can you talk a little bit about not necessarily your transition uh, during playing, but once the ball stopped, how was life for you? Uh, it was It was very hard. These past two years have been like I stopped playing in 2020 in the XFL when COVID happened. Um, the league discontinued, and I was just trying to figure it out. You know, I didn't know what else I was good at. I didn't have a trade. I didn't have a trade. Um, I didn't. I was I was new to the work environment. Um, 
And so I just totally had to relearn myself and in, in, in life. Wow. You know what I mean? And it was just, um, I honestly, man, when I gave my life back to Christ in 2020, okay, um, he gave me provision. He's been my rock these past two years, I can say for sure. And so he's helped me just find my way, honestly. Definitely. From a, from a mental standpoint, can you talk a little bit about that? Like, where were you mentally during that transition? Oh, well, mentally, period? I was, I was, uh, man, I felt insignificant. You know, I felt like because you know the, our culture, black culture, let's be honest, forces sports on you, and you know, even if there's a big, a big kid like one of your little cousins or you know a nephew like a sis, what he doing now? I know he doing something. You get, you gonna get him in sports. You don't even so you putting pressure on that mom and you don't even understand that's that interesting. This, you don't even understand that this that child sports are forced on. It's forced on us. But see, a lot of kids, big kids don't like sports. A lot of big kids like art. They like drawing. They mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Doing what you sports casting, stuff like that. They, a lot of kids don't like sports. But what we do in our black community, oh now you gotta play sports. Why? Because you play sports? Wow. Yeah, in my in my household, so, you gotta do something. You gotta do. You gotta do something though. You just can't, you just can't come home and play video games. You gotta do, right. and not necessarily sports, piano, something, something. Because you you gotta keep busy and learn how to juggle things. Because in life, you're just not gonna have one thing. You have to juggle things. Yeah. So that's what that's what I teach. Absolutely. That's that's that's, that's good value too. I'm actually um, doing the same thing with my children too. I have four daughters, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not limiting them at all to anything to just one sport. Like my my oldest daughter, she just won the 400 meter race at Junior Olympics last mm. year. And oh wow! She, like she wants to do basketball and. All kind of things, like so. Are we just not limiting her at all, or or, or any of my kids? Yeah, like gymnastics, like let's go. Yeah, yeah. parents parents definitely do uh, put their dreams on their kids. Yeah, and uh, yeah. that that's something they have to like check because at the end of the day, it's your kid's life. You know, like, yeah, like even like I'm gonna just say because I was um, coaching this kid yesterday, um, and I was just like, hey, bro, do, are you sure that's what you want to do? Do you want to do G? It's supposed to be G. I'm yep. like, hey, bro, do you want to do football? Like. Because if that's not what you really want to do, you having your parents spend all this money mm-hmm. and time. For no reason. I say, hey, bro, you can go invest this energy into something else. And then he actually, um, he got it together. He, he, you know, he worked out. He trained pretty hard. So, so he wanted. That's I said, big. man, if you want to, you want to get there, bro. I, I've been there, and I can help you get there. All you gotta do is listen to put in the work. That's big. So, do you feel sports was forced on you, or did you really want it? No, nah, honestly, and you know, it's crazy. I actually thought I was going to the NBA. Yeah, um, I remember you playing basketball. Yeah, I thought I was going to the NBA, man. I love basketball. Was it good? Was it good, bro? He was good, but ask him how he did when Austin Rivers came down. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> he loves talking about Austin Rivers. I think he might have dropped like 70 on y'all. Didn't bro, nah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so Austin Rivers came to first coast, man. Uh-huh. Um, I think we was that was the third round of the playoffs. That was that was the farthest we went in first coast history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I ain't going to lie, man. It was like the third quarter. This dude shot a three. He shot four threes and he got deeper as he shot them. Like, <laughs> it was crazy, man. I don't and know. And that's when you probably... decided I'm going to the NFL. Yeah, I was like, I was like it's over. With. I was like, it's over. With. It was over. With. Yeah. So. so yeah. So what? What? Um, what inspired you to write that book, Twenty One Days of Healing? Oh, uh, just because, man. I'm sorry, cut you okay. off. Just because, um, people always want to know the process, you know, especially like well, how you lose weight, how you lost weight, what did you do? Or how did you become, and I get a lot of people asking me, man, how did you get this enlightenment or whatever? I'm like, bro, I fast. Okay. And people don't fast, wow. man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, people don't fast. People don't take time to actually quiet their mind and, mm. and be still. Mm. And I think. Um, it takes oh, discipline. It takes discipline. It takes discipline. Definitely. So, and so that's definitely something that I um, 
that I implemented with my whole daily um, is fasting. And, and, and so and when you talk about media. fasting, are you talking about food, social I'm media? Talk, I'm talking about what everything. I, I fast from social media. I fast from devices. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times I, like at 9 o'clock, um, all devices are off. You know what I'm saying? I just like, like to have my time where I consecrate myself. Like like on Monday, I'm, I'm consecrating from social media for six for six months. You know, just because I want everything wow. God has for me. And you got to understand that you got to fast from food, too. You can't mm-hmm. just, <clears throat> when you eat, like us eating, like that stops us from hearing from God. You know what I'm saying? We're not supposed to eat as much as we do. That's mm-hmm. why people get all these colonoscopies and all that stuff because you're overeating. You know, so I live a, a fasted life. And <clears throat> I think social media um, kind of clouds everyone's judgment. You know, I, I don't think social media is reality. Um, and I, and even with my own self, I had to do a lot of reevaluation of myself because in 2017, when I was depressed, I found myself comparing my situation to my peers. Mm-hmm. So, like, all of my colleagues were in Bora Bora, in the Bahamas, in Jamaica with their old ladies, with their homeboys. I'm like, and I was, the Buccaneers had just cut me. You feel me? So I'm like, I can't do this. And so I'm like, yeah, but I got to get off this. I don't, I don't need to see this. And so that's, that's what I do a lot that helps me. All right, so before we go further, where we get the 21 from? 21 Savage? 21, 21. Really? Nah, right. Uh, 21 Days of Healing and Gratitude, and it's, uh, it's on Amazon um, right now. Um, it's an interactive journal. So, it, you know, at the beginning I have a Bible verse, and then right after I'm giving my synopsis of that Bible verse and what, I, what I'm grateful for that day. And then after that it's a question, um, and you're able to write in the journal and say what you're grateful for. I just feel like, man, if we're in a constant state of gratitude, we'll never be an ingrate. Mm. And when I know when I was in the NFL, I was an ingrate, and uh, that's why I lost it. And uh, God re- realized that. So um, just learning to be more appreciative and stop complaining so much, man. Mm-hmm. We as humans, we complain mm-hmm. entirely too much. And so um, that's why I wrote it. We, we really feel like we let people down in sports. So I got all my kids play sports, you know what I'm saying, all levels. And uh, I think the biggest thing they really think that – they let people down, and what you say is is the biggest thing. Cause I talked to my son this week, cause uh, he's ha- he's struggling at, at New England right now, mm-hmm. and uh, the biggest thing about it is he got to count his blessings. What's his name? Sean Wade. Sean Wade. I yeah, think yeah. I met you. I met you. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I met you at Splits. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's where we met. It. I know we met before. Yeah. And yeah. so like uh, uh, people don't understand these kids, man. It looks big and bright and all that kind of stuff. But everybody has problems. Even yeah. the people you talking about in Bora Bora doing trips and stuff like that, mm-hmm. everybody got problems. Yeah, and Jay Z got the same problems mm-hmm. we got, but it's just a little bit different. Man. And a lot of times, a lot of times people are hiding that pain mm-hmm. by going to Bora Bora, <laughs> by, by, you know, by yeah. doing things, right. you know, outside of themselves. Because you know, when it's crazy with the world that we live in now, mm-hmm. social media and all that kind of stuff. Many of us live from the outside in, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. and we've never learned how to live from the inside out. Eternally, because mm-hmm. what? Because yes, because the pain that we deal with when the lights go off, when the lights go off, mm-hmm. and the cameras shut off, and the microphones go, you know, go cold, you're you're left with you, yes, the real you, bro. When I'm, you lay down at, at night, that's the real you, Man. and you have to deal with that. So a lot of people try to they use this escapism. You know, going to Bora Bora and, you know, going to the clubs and doing all kinds of stuff outside of them or getting on social media. Yeah. And that they, they need that external thing to kind of help brighten up what's going on so heavy inside. I, I don't mean to cut your wisdom. No, you're good. I, you're good. But bro. I have to say this, man. I just posted on my social media about uh, loving yourself and about mm. self-love. And we don't under, we don't, we don't know. We look, we look um, at so many other things 
for gratification. <clears throat> you know, like I know a lot of social, I know a lot of um, Instagram models who, beautiful women, who just post um, to make themselves feel better. And they've mm. told me this. Mm. They've told me this. I only, I only post because I know because they, you know, they body a certain way mm-hmm. or whatever, just to get likes. Do you Attention. know? But but do you realize what happens actually chemically in the body? There's a dopamine hit. The reason why people are addicted to social media the way they are, you know, or whatever that thing is, is that in, in the brain it releases this hormone called dopamine, and it makes you feel good. So those likes, what she's talking mm-hmm. about, she's on, on, even on a chemical level in her physical body. Yeah. You know, when when she looks at her her, her post and she sees all of those likes and comments and oh you're beautiful you're this that's a dopamine hit, mm-hmm. and a lot of times that's what we're looking for too those dopamine hits that instant gratification. Yeah. I, I agree. Now I, I was definitely you just have one second. I was definitely one of those people um who used to look for this uh the gratification, but now it's like, yo, do you know yourself? Do you love yourself? Like, what do you like to do? What do you like to eat? What do you, you know what I'm saying? Like what makes you you? And man, I laugh at myself mm-hmm. all the time, bro. I'm mm-hmm. I just end up laughing. You learn like, not to take yourself so seriously. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And so and so yeah. I ain't gonna lie, man. I used to always hate how I looked. I used to always hate my skin complexion, how tall I was, honestly. And it wasn't until um 2021 I did a new photo shoot on my 30th birthday and when I was playing for the Redskins in 2017, 18, I, I, I knew the no, oh, the news. You know what I'm saying? So look, hold on, look though, look, look. I'm being candid though. So look, so I did a new photo shoot because I always hated my body. So I got in shape, you know, and I did it. And it's like, ever since then, I started loving myself. Mm. Like, wow. more. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't, people think I did it for, for, to get likes, no, I did that to show other black men, to show black women, hey, love who you are, mm-hmm. be who you are. You can't, you can't change how you look. For sure, you can't. Oh, right, well, you. Act, I'm sorry, you can't. Yeah, you can't. Certain, <laughs> you, can't yeah. you can't change, you can how, you change how you look. But, but the way you're made is perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying. So exactly. just be you. Everyone's unique. And that's it's, that living from the inside. Exactly. Out thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that, so I, I was reading some. A few months ago, and it said, the older we get, the more and more alone that we're going to be, like like mm-hmm. with ourselves, mm-hmm. the more mm-hmm. time we spend with people. So, bro, if you don't love yourself and you, hey, you're getting older, you still living, that's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you might want to start liking who you are. Yeah. You got to sit with yourself, man. Yeah. That's huge, man. And, and, and like I said, coming from, you know, the the world you come from and to be able to have that type of perspective on life speaks volumes. And I think um, as you continue to, you know, find yourself, it's going to allow you to be able to take the journey that God made for you, you know. And and, and not just that, I think also you're going to be able to do it with more passion. Because whenever you find something you love and you do it with passion, the money comes. The money yeah. follows that, you know. Yeah. And 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 I I, 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 can, I can attest. Yeah, that's a whole to, that's a whole sermon right that's there. That's a bar. Yeah, I can attest to that because there's, there's nothing I think that's more invigorating than to wake up every day and do something that you love doing. Yeah. You know, I uh, I be on vacation and I can't wait to get back home. <laughs> you know, to get wow. to work. Like yeah, I, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I'm not one of those people on Sunday night going. <sighs> right. <laughs> get up and go to work tomorrow. <laughs> I, I don't feel yeah. like that at all. Right. I don't feel like that at all. So yeah. I think it's important. As a young man, mm-hmm. to have had the perspective that you have, man, because it's gonna carry you for many years, and yeah. and and not only that, your daughters are gonna see that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and other yeah, athletes, and other athletes. I, I think I think you have a strong story. I think 
you need to continue doing what you're doing. Uh, you know, you got our support 110%, man, and and and, and I love it because again, people look at you guys and they think all, it's all glitz and glamour. Yeah. But again, when those lights go off and you shut that door and it's just yep. you, yeah. there's a lot that you're dealing with, and and all this stuff that's out in the world mask what's going on. Yeah, you know. Absolutely. I mean, I'm gonna cut your words. I gotta say something right quick. And this this is another thing too uh, that I want people to understand. When I was in man NFL, I was making 30 bands every two weeks, right? And I have nothing for, to show for it but the MCM bag. So I done bought all the material things. I done had the Louis V pouch hanging from my, my, my waist buckle. But that means nothing. Mm-hmm. There's famous people, rich people, who are depressed, who who, who kill themselves all the time. Right. So, right. But you know what's crazy is, especially the younger generation, they're so captivated by social media. Mm-hmm. They see all these people living the life. But what about their mindset? You don't know that they're 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 hurting inside. They're not really healing. So I just feel like if people are more, if we can just cut out the fluff, if our society can just cut out the mm-hmm. fluff and just be candid and be real, man, we can, you know, help other people grow. And that's perfect. You know, um, I want to do a, a shameless plug for B3 because it's one of the things that um, we really just incorporated B3 better um, specifically. You know, we've always had a mindset coach and, and all that stuff there and working with athletes on on that mental stuff. And <clears throat> and when I joined the team, you know, just just being there at B3 and helping with the the mindset development and helping rebuild confidence and all of those things. So what B3 has done in 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 shaping the whole athlete, not just, you know, just not just out on the field or on the court, but in their mind too. That's huge. That's huge. Um Thank you for coming on the show today, DeVars, yeah, man. Hey, you have it. you have our full support, man, to keep pushing, brother. Gotcha. Thank you. Get that book. Get that book. Get that book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely go get go to Amazon and get his book, man. That's 20, uh, 21. 21, 21 Days of Healing and Gratitude. All Excellent. Right. Excellent. Right. Listen, thank you all. This segment has been brought to you by Bank of England Mortgage Jacksonville, helping home buyers and homeowners accomplish their financial goals. Head on over to www.boejax.com and get to know their dedicated team. You've been listening to the Amateur's Edge on 1010XL 92.5 FM. And don't forget, next week, we will be back at this same slot at 11 a.m. The Amateur's Edge. We'll see you then. Yes, sir.